like? What is your love life like? <laughs> what is your love life? Why is it you here this today? Okay, okay. They have a love life. They have a love life. Okay, okay. Parents, pray for your children. <laughs> Hallelujah. By virtue of being in the house of God, by virtue of qualifying yourself as a Christian, you have a love. You know, when I asked the question, some people didn't answer. They didn't squeeze the hand of their neighbor. They looked at me like, what? I've been single for however many years and months. If you're a Christian, you have a love life. Amen. <laughs> yeah, because they were confused. In fact, I was told on Friday night that some of the people didn't, who were supposed to have come, even had tickets, were told by their boyfriends and girlfriends that you can't come because you are not single. So I thought that before we enter the word of God, we'll just clarify it. Until they put a ring on the finger, you are single. Until you arrive at the altar, you are single. Yes, unless because, because, because what is spoken, unless it has been acted upon, is just spoken words. And all those of you brothers and sisters who assume that you were not single, I want to reassure you that you are single. You are preparing yourself to not be single. But you are single. The fact that I am about to go to uni doesn't mean I'm in uni. Till I get a uni ID and I get into the lecture room and I'm accepted in there. And the fact that you are in uni doesn't mean you are a graduate. Many have been known to go in, never to return. So let us stop redefining. In fact, I wasn't even going to do this now, but I am led under the unction. Yes. You see, because I also want to tell the people that are married that whether you like it or not, you are married and not single. Yeah. It's also a message. I'm preaching, I tell you. I've been started preaching, but we will preach. Yeah. Because you also have married people who think they are single. Single people want to be married. Married people want to be single. Single people want to be married. Married people want to be single. Because if you are married, you cannot and you are allowed, you are not allowed and you are defined by your new status. 
yeah, I'm married, but you know, our marriage is, um, you know, it's, yeah, you know, the marriage is sort of, you know, is it, you know, and uh, our marriage actually is the 21st kind of marriage. Joel, do you have my list there? Try and find my list and put my list up because the 21st century definitions of single, of marriage, of love, of all of it is wrong. And we keep getting more and more confused. Yeah, because even for the, a single person to have the audacity to assume that they are married. You see, because that is why they assume that they are entitled to marital rights. Because in their mind, they are not single. Preach, pastor, preach. Preach. I'm preaching. Yeah. 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 And because married people also have decided that they want to maintain a level of singleness, they don't deliver requirements of marriage. Listen, marriage is not by force. Yeah, it's not a force. Do you understand? It's a choice. Yeah, singleness is a choice. And last week, I started looking at it. Neither of them are bad. Both of them can be good and both of them can be challenging. But there's no confusion between the two. I'm sort of single. I'm about to be single. I'm loosely married. Remember um, last Sunday, I told you three things about relationship. Let me just. Joel, are you finding it? You found it? Okay. Okay. We said what? Truly loving relationships are what? A fundamental element of a meaningful life and living and of our families. Then we said something about isolation. What did we say? We said the effects of isolation can be very intense, including what? Hallucination, anger, sleepless nights. How many of us sort of have sleepless nights over sleepless things? Then I told you that relationship drama is equal to what? That's it. And I told you that this month of February, we are going to be talking about what? Flaws. So let's turn our Bibles to Songs of Solomon chapter 4. Amen. The book that we dread, the book that we are afraid of, the book that we are not sure of. But I feel that we should look at a few things in that book because of the exact reason that most of us are confused when it comes to a lot of things about relationship, love, you know, because every time we talk about love, people just think about girl and boy, man and woman, you know, but we need to broaden it and realize actually what it means, what it implies. And um, the book of Songs of Solomon, which is actually part of the complete counsel of God. Do you know that? Genesis. Exodus, all of them, including Songs of Solomon, add up to the complete counsel of the word of God. And I believe that it's a book that helps us appreciate love, helps us 
to understand its expression and its cultivation, both in a godly, spiritual sense and also in a romantic and even a sexual sense. And that is why people get nervous about it. It also shows us God's ideals, God's ways, and um, the need for God's grace. How many of us know that we need God's grace? If you've been married for even four months, you know that you need God's grace. You just realize by the fourth month that this thing, I can't go far without the grace of God. It also reveals the mystery of Christ with the church. It shows us a certain level of what a healthy relationship looks like. And it also shows us the challenges, the struggles, and all the things, the sorrows and frustrations that come with any relationship. It also shows us the fact that in every relationship, there are other voices. Because you see, when you look at the book of uh, the Songs of Solomon, you realize that the bridegroom speaks, the bride speaks, or we say the shepherdess, she speaks, and then the shepherd speaks. Then you also have these people who also speak. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? So you realize that even in a normal basic relationship, you have people who speak, and they speak sometimes with such authority that we, we believe them. Yeah. Yesterday, my daughter was telling me that people were giving her relationship advice which she didn't need and didn't want. And then by her second no, she thought the message would get through, but it didn't get through. You know? And um, I wanted to say this, that for all of us in this room, some of us are married, some of us are just about to get married, some of us are single, sort of entering into marriage very, very, very soon. Do you know how many weddings we have this year? Wow. <laughs> you know, and then some, some are thinking about finding somebody and some have decided that they do not want to find somebody and um, some have found people that they want to discard. But one of the things about the Songs of Solomon which I think is necessary to overcome another image that has been given to us, especially those of us who are young adults now. A certain image has been given to us which appears so powerful. And I read this thing somewhere and it said, sexual imagery is powerful and society abounds with images and paradigms that corrupt much more than they instruct and wound more than they heal. Most ladies' tears, when you go down the tears, you find that there's a man inside. And normally, you realize that where there's a lot of tears and the pain is reaching a certain level, you realize that there is sex involved. Listen, if you tell me you love me and I say, okay, and then every morning I say, I say hi, hello, how are you? And I say, oh, let's go and have a meal. And then six months down the way, you say that, listen, I changed my mind. Me too, I'll tell you, change your mind. See you later. Yeah. But you see, when the relationship has been taken to a certain level, it wounds. Yeah. When it hasn't reached a certain level, you are disappointed. Do you understand? You can be a bit sad, but you're not wounded. I'm preaching. I don't know. They're looking at me like, eh, yeah, yeah. That, that which you know. 
Because that which is supposed to be beautiful, mysterious, you know, joyful, tasteful, classy, has, made, has turned into something very vulgar. And that is why most insults are centered around sex. Don't think of where, don't stop it, stop it, focus. But it's used to insult, isn't it? It's used to, to degrade. It's used to bring down. It's used to ridicule. Yeah. And most of us are even nervous. You know, hopefully we'll be able to get a few questions and answer. But you realize that even a lot of parents are nervous to have any discussion with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even to talk about the bees and the, they can't. And because the parents are nervous, they, they intimidate their children not to be able to ask them about it. So the children have to go and look for those who at a young age have become knowledgeable in their ignorance to teach them and to explain to them and to define things to them. And that is why as a church, I think it is good for us to be able to discuss some of these things and talk about some of the. You see, some of you are here, you are wondering, why can't we just take maybe someone and talk about, do you understand, walk not in the council of Dan God later? No. Because you see, the list we had here, this was, do you have the list? Yeah, put it up. We'll look at a few one by one. So, so, so now, this is from the top. What, what does it say? Put it right, yeah. First line, give us the first part. Welcome, from the welcome. So, yeah, so welcome to 2019. Isn't it? I mean 2019. Yeah, welcome to 2019 because these rules, some of them and laws did not apply in 1942, but they apply in 2019. Give us the first one. Yeah. It says that then in 2019, this is where what? Sex is free and love is expensive. Where losing a phone is more painful than losing your virginity. Preach, Pastor, preach. Give me next one. Listen. I watch. In fact, I'm happy the children are here because I want to tell you parents that your children more, know more than you know. And they know it all the wrong way. I don't care whether they are five or six or seven. Yeah. And then when you go and catch your children and tell them that they should tell you all they know, you will be shocked. Yeah. And if we don't correct it and put it right, we'll be in trouble. Yeah. Because now you have adults who have Challenges when it comes to the area of sex. Why modernization means nudity, profanity. And if you don't drink smoke dope, you are out of fashion. This particular thing came to reality when the richest man in the world, the richest man in the world, who is married and has a girlfriend, Takes naked pictures of himself. Even tells you how vain we've become. To give to the girlfriend. You see, there's silence in this room. If I were you, I won't be silent. Because when you keep engaging, it's a sign of strength. It is a topic. I have to preach it. I wish, I would like to preach four reasons why you should tithe. Yeah. 
or, 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 or um, um, revise, uh, reverence, uh, you remember when you did 28 reasons uh, why you should pray? How many? 17 reasons why you should pray. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, is this where we are? Where boys stay boys and never want to become men. And girls become men to rule over them. Listen, hold your neighbor and say, hold, say it. Hold your neighbor's hand and say, it's going to be well. Yeah. Yesterday, I saw that in action. Because at the time when men, boys should become men, they are still boys. There is an age and a season of your life when certain mistakes, you know, you can recover. Then there's a stage in your life when certain mistakes you cannot recover. So when girls should become women, they are girls. When boys should become men, they are boys. You see, if somebody, you're in a relationship with somebody and the person tells you that, as for me, I think that, you know, let us just live together. Let's not be in a hurry to marry. You should know that you have a boy. That's why they're called boyfriends. It's a boyfriend. He's a boy. (laughs) And girls become men to rule over them. Give me the next one. Preach. Having started preaching, we'll read the chapter and get through it. This one is just introduction. I feel that now when we do the intro, then where if you don't fool your partner is because you are not clever enough. And where the bathrooms have become photography studios. Preach, pastor, preach, pastor, preach. You think, you think that we won't talk about this? We will talk about it because we, don't, we cannot afford to have Christians. Who, who? We cannot afford to have Christians who are not living Christ-like and not desiring to be Christ-like and not setting a better example. Yesterday when we had the marriage council, we read Hosea chapter 6 verse 7 and uh, verse, uh, chapter 4 verse 7 and it was explaining to us that even the glory that God should have is gone. The glory that God should have is gone because of nonsense. Yeah. We actually are groomed by the time we are even in primary school, before we get to high school, how to fool each other. (laughs) You go to high school's bathrooms, you almost think that you are on a street somewhere in Amsterdam. It is a crisis of this generation. For a long while, I thought it was a European thing. It's not a European challenge. It's not an American challenge. It's a world challenge. You will go to a bathroom in South Africa, in Ghana, in Nigeria, in Zimbabwe, wherever, and the same nonsense goes on there. Somebody will send you a message and say, take a picture of your breast and send. Then you take a picture of your breast and you send. 
today, I will say it. And then you will know that you are in a very good church. Yeah. So we marry and we get confused. You are expecting your husband to be a people too. Give me the next one. Where people fear thieves and terrorists more than God. <laughs> Where worshiping God is difficult. We don't fear God. Oh, we don't fear God. Yeah. Some of us, we fear our boyfriends and girlfriends more than God. Some of us, we fear our husbands and our wives more than God. There is nobody on this earth that should come before God where you are concerned. The church should not come before God. Your pastor should not come before God. Your spouse should not come before God. God comes and then the rest follow. Give us. Keep going. Where temples have been turned into dating pools. When you invite somebody come to church, they'll ask you, do they have nice girls there? Seth, I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't. Seth, I can't say it. I, I can't say it. I can't. I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't say it. I can't. I can't say it. I can't say it. Listen, I was ordained as a pastor. I was. I was ordained as a pastor. Say it. 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 Where lies become realities. A lot of you know that even when they say, I love you, it's a lie. You know. You know. You know. You know. You know it's a lie. But you rather a lie than nobody saying, I love you. Even if you lie and say, I love you, it's better. We know. Yeah. Where you ask somebody, are you sleeping with this guy? You say, no. It's a lie. Preach, pastor, preach, pastor, preach, pastor, preach. Where the ladies fear pregnancy more than HIV. They fear pregnancy more than HIV. And babies are murdered so the ladies can escape. Listen. Listen, I've got to preach here. Because I've got to deliver us. Even if you've been through some things, it doesn't matter. Because God is giving you strength. But we've also got to deliver those who haven't reached there. And those who haven't gotten got into that trap, we should avoid them getting into that trap. And they must hear it from the house of God. So that they'll know that it is what defines them and it is who they are. Because you know what the world is doing? The world is making it easier and ensuring that. And they'll say things like, you know, the mother must decide what she wants to do with her body. And then, listen, the mother is the one, if she can't get, get America has been having this fight. That if the baby is even nine months in the womb, they should kill it. And all kinds of strange things. And yet, when a pregnant woman is killed, they'll say double homicide. It means two people have been killed. If you are a Christian and you make a mistake, you don't double your mistake. You see, as a church, it doesn't matter what mistake you make. 
we will cover you. We will love upon you. We will defend you. Listen, if you, if you, know, if you come and tell me anything about anybody in this church, you will be surprised at my response. But the fact that we cover ourselves is because we help ourselves. House matter is house matter. It's none of your business. But it is our business. Bring it on. Where people become toxic when they speak the truth. Yeah. Some of us, we get into all kinds of troubles because if we say that we are even Christians, it might mean that we'll be lonely. It might mean that nobody, you know, we have to pretend and become, and, and, and then people who are Christians are ridiculed. They are ridiculed in high school. They are ridiculed in university. They are ridiculed in life. You go to all our working places. It's like those who are not Christians have the loudest mouth, say all the nonsense, swear all the time. And then we as Christians, we put a foolish smile on our face. We are even afraid to be able to say, please don't swear. Where perspectives and clothes decide the value of a person. Where money is more important than family and God. This is 2019. But I beg to differ. That there is a God who can put all things right. There's a God who can, and he has given us a good example. And Reverend always says this thing, that God will never give us an instruction that he knows we cannot do. Is it because we are perfect? No. But it's because we are able. Yeah. What am I saying this morning? Let's learn from our mistakes. Let's learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. And don't want to conform to the ways of the world and to the instructions of the world. Yeah. If you want more likes on YouTube, then put nonsense on your uh, Instagram and your Snapchat and all kinds of nonsense. Because if you say God loves you, God bless you, two people will like. If you, if you say that I had sex with two girls and two boys, everybody will like. Preach, Pastor, preach. And, and you, will, you will think that it's unbelievers. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I am talking about us. I'm talking about us. That is why even in a month of love, then people are saying, I'm depressed. And when they say they are depressed, it's because they don't have a boyfriend to squeeze them. Because it's not because there's not love in their life. There is love in their life. They have a mother, they have a brother, they have siblings, they have friends, they have a church. But none of those people touch their breast. <laughs> Seth, these are my children and my family. Then they get it. You see, because some parents, by virtue of our tradition and things, are not able to address some of these things. That is why God has made you a part of this church. I am anointed to address the issue. Yes. 
Listen, your beauty must be defined by totally different standards. Yes. Yes. The person who should call you sexy is your husband. When you are single, you want to look so attractive, you want to feel sexy, look sexy, put extra. I didn't even realize that. <clears throat> I didn't even realize that the makeup, they have the sexy makeup. I didn't realize that, yeah. Because, because apparently there's some that when you put in a certain way, it draws. Then you marry, then rather you become a statue. Even lipstick, your husband can't find lipstick. You like it for boyfriends, you don't like it for your husband. Yeah. Yeah. You are in strange rooms, strange places. Then you are twerking. You want to twerk, catch your husband and twerk on him. I said today. <laughs> Songs of Solomon chapter 4. <laughs> chapter 4. I'm helping some of us. Some of us may be in relationships. Go and correct it. Tidy it up. You are not a bad person. The person you are in a relationship is not a bad person. Life has, society has messed you up. But God is correcting it. So that we can have healthy relationships. Good relationships. Songs of Solomon. Chapter 4. So you find, I'm reading from the Message Bible. This is the man talking. This is a representation of the bridegroom talking about his bride. And he says, you are so beautiful, my darling. So beautiful. And your dove eyes are veiled by your hair as it flows and shimmers. Like a flock of goats in the distance. Streaming down a hillside in the sunshine. I think I have to get Chanel to be reading this one. Your smile is generous and full. Expressive and strong and clean. Your lips are jewel red. Your mouth elegant and inviting. Your veiled cheeks soft and soft and radiant. The smooth lace lines of your neck command notice. It cannot be missed. <laughs> all heads turn in awe and admiration. 
Your breasts are like fawns. What it says is that your breasts are like baby deers, deers that are one, less than one year old. Twins of a gazelle, that is, the gazelle is a, 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 a slim antelope with a very curvy grazing among the first spring flowers. The sweet, fragrant curves of your body. The soft, spiced contours of your flesh. Invite me and I come and I stay until dawn breathes its lights and night slips away. You're, you are beautiful from head to toe. My dear love, beautiful beyond compare. Absolutely flawless. The King James says, there is no spot in thee. Here ends the reading of his holy word. <laughs> I said, here ends the reading of his holy word. This was a description of a bride. And it ends in verse 7 says that you are absolutely flawless. But this was a depiction of Christ and his church and what it will be ultimately is flawless. But until then the bride is flawed. The bride is flawed. Until then we are all flawed. There is not one person on earth who is flawless. I don't care how, what, Pope John Paul, Pope John Sue, there's what, nobody is flawless. And if there is nobody flawless, it means that there is no relationship that is flawless. In fact, who do we have here? Tina is not here. Who is really good at makeups, doing their things, things? Who? Relentless. Okay, give her a microphone, come. She's just going to assist me. Pastor Relendis, put your hands together for Pastor R. Assistant Pastor. Because you remember the scripture was describing her lips, her this, her that, her that, and it says flawless. The one component that every relationship has is flaws. And the one person that we know of in the whole universe, heaven, earth, below, is Christ. In fact, in First Peter, he describes him as without blemish and spotless. But as soon as you take that one person out, everybody. But I thought that for us to understand it very well, the ladies will help us today because they have something that they call flawless makeup. When they put it on, everything changes. In fact, we are going to look at we are going to look at flaws as a literal word, what's the meaning of flaws? And we are going to use, look at flaws as an acronym. What does the F stand for? What does the L stand for? What does the A stand for? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there are certain things 
Like the F, there are certain things about our feelings that has flaws. There are certain things about even what we regard as facts that has flaws. What you regard as a fact may have something not so right about it. What we regard as love, our definition and what we are saying is love may be flawed. Our very life may be flawed. Our actions and our attitudes may be flawed. Our words may be flawed. When I looked in the dictionary, I almost got like 20 things that highlight flawed when something is flawed. I'll give you some, you can write some of them. It says blemish. It means has small marks. You're with me, don't worry. Small marks that can spoil an appearance. That is my official flawless um, artist. She can make everything flawless. So if we are, you are going to help me because as for me, I'm really clueless on this matter. How do we get rid of blemishes on the face? Um, you can you can either um, have a skin routine like you use different products from different companies to like no 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 when you are doing makeup in the morning and you see a blemish you oh. know like there's a mark on your face um, you use a spot corrector which uh-huh, is- that's all I needed that's all I needed spot corrector spot spot corrector you, this man, they've been deceiving you day in, day out, morning, afternoon. You know, the, the, yeah. Some, you, you see, sometimes the rub they'll give is that you have beautiful skin. It's not her skin. <laughs> Another meaning of law is that it's imperfection. So, undesirable features. You know, sometimes you think you don't like your nose. You don't like your ears. You don't like... So, if you have... I know you do different things. If your cheeks are really big, what do you do? If you don't have cheeks, what do you do? Listen carefully. You contour. Uh-huh. So if the cheeks are big, where do you contour to? Well, you kind of use concealer to contour and raise your cheekbone. Con- even the word concealer is hiding something. <laughs> so you use the concealer and then what happens? You use concealer and, um, how do you call it? And contour, basically. It's a dark product, kind of. Oh, so there's a product called contour? Yes. You kind of use it to put where your cheeks are kind of looking puffy. Then it will make it look like it's not puffy. Yes. (laughs) You're using me to expose these girls. (laughs) It says deficiency where there is shortage or insufficiency. Where there is shortage or insufficiency. So some people don't have much hair on their eyebrows. So how we don't have sufficient, we have shortage of hair on the eyebrows. What do we do? We use the eye pencil 
to fill it in. So that it looks like it looks fuller. <laughs> Flaws are what we also call weak spots. That means everybody has a weak spot where like a trigger button that when it's touched, yeah. There are some people, the one thing you cannot touch is their hair. It's their weak spot. When they've gone to do their hair fresh and then they're even sitting in your car, you open the window, they say, roll the window up. Partly damaged, which reduces value and its normal function. Partly damaged. So maybe if you have spots and things on your face, what do you do? When it's defaced, that's another word. What do you do? When you have spots, what do you do? How do you deal with spots? Um. Tell us, tell us. You mean like? We are doing the makeup and you can see that, that the black spots are there. Um, well... Sometimes, if you're light skin, it's always advised to use a dark concealer, a, um, a dark foundation before you use your actual foundation. So, when so you have spots, you use foundation. Yes. Like, you go down on your shade and use dark foundation to hide the spots and then you foundation. To hide the spots, yeah. And then you use your normal skin foundation to bring out your color. Yes, or you use a, um, a red concealer or an orange concealer to hide the spots as well. Let me give you another one. Shortcomings, failure to meet a certain standard. By virtue of all these celebrities, a standard has been set. So when we wake up in the morning, all of us fail to meet the standard that has been set on ebony or whatever. So how do we meet the standard? When you look at Kim Kardashian's face, how do you get that face? Well, it's, it's, it's a step because when you're doing your face, you have different steps. Give us the So steps. the first, well, I'm going to use an example on my face. Use your face. Use your face. I prime my face. She primes her face. That yes. is, have you seen Uncle Fred, when he's about to sort the wall out, he has some iron thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so we prime it, yeah? We and prime then, it, then what do we do after? Um I do my eyebrows and my eyeshadow. You you do your eyebrows. Yes. What do you do to your eyebrows? I fill them in with a brown pencil. Okay. But if you don't have some to fill in, you can replace. I always have. No, no, not you. No, I'm saying that if somebody doesn't have eyebrows, what do they do? So you have yours, and then you put the thing to fill. So if the person's eyebrows, maybe the, the hair that is four or five, what do they do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, so you can put the false eyelash there. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Oh, that's what eyelashes. Oh, I thought I was talking about this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, so we are talking about this one. Yeah, it's okay, the okay. eyebrows. Okay, then after that. And then I do my eyeshadow, which is the color. And the then, eyeshadow, okay. Yes, and then you put eyelashes. You can put top or bottom if you want like a bold look. And then I foundation. 
all over my face. And then I conceal. <laughs> and then I highlight. And then I set it up with, um, I bake. <laughs> keep going, keep going. And after baking, I set it up so that it doesn't look cakey. And then I put um, eye pencil and then lipstick. And I'm ready to go. So did you explain? After morning devotion or not? (laughs) So, after you have made this process, it appears the process is like an hour. Will you agree with me that at least minimum? What happens... As you go through the day, because flaws also mean scratches, tears, you know, splits, yeah, sweat, chipping off, you know, some of the big thing may chip off, you know, what do you do? How do you repair, you know, as you're going through your day and then there's a, (laughs) there's a fracture. Maybe sometimes, have you seen that sometimes the false eyelid can shift? How, what do you do? What do you do? Well, I always have a spare eyeshadow glue, <laughs> a spare brush, and a spare powder. So I kind of retouch the makeup and still set it up okay. for it to last longer. I'll put your hands together for. You can go and sit down, but hold the microphone because we will need you. I have just used this as an example to tell you that. Every relationship, whether with parents, whether with a spouse, whether with children, whether for us as a church, we need primer, eh? what a foundation, pencil, prime, eh? concealer, contour, baking, lipstick, caking, eyeliner, eyeshadow, setting. Oh, what are the some of things? You have your microphone. And this is just a face. How much more all these wonderful relationships that God has given to us. Do you know that everything she said has not erased the spots, the cheeks, the no cheeks, the tumor takes, the big lips, the no lips. Everything she has said has just covered it. It has not changed it. When she washes her face, anything that is behind it will be there. I just heard somebody saying in their head, well, if I have plastic surgery, then it will change it. Let me tell you something. Every time people have plastic surgery to correct something, it wrongs something. When their nose becomes small, it doesn't fit their ears. When... (laughs) Every part of life has its. But we all must come to the place of accepting that we have flaws. That the people we are in relationship with have flaws. That the church has flaws. That the home has flaws. That the marriage has flaws. That our lives have flaws. But in spite of it all, we have the 
head designer and beautician and uh, surgery, uh, whatever, plastic surgeon above all else, whose name is Jesus. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. I'm not sure we might take one or two questions and then next week we are having family consecration service. We pray for every family, every household, and we probably will take more questions then. But I want to finish with this because a lot of us, even our flaws cause us to have a lack of self-confidence. Our flaws make others abuse us. Our flaws make others use us. Our flaws is what has led us into a lot of Things we would not have gone in if we had appreciated that. Listen, we come with our flaws. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. I'm going to read three verses and we go. And this should also help us. Those of us who talk about everybody's relationship apart from yours. And can see everybody else's flaws apart from your flaws. And can make judgment about everybody's child apart from your child. You see everybody's own but yours. You see how somebody else's marriage is not working. How somebody's children are backslidden. How, how even as a church. You see all the flaws in the church. Not realizing that your very presence makes the church flawed. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Verse, I'm, I'm reading the message Bible. I'm reading from verse number 20. It says... There is not one totally good person on earth. Not one who is truly pure and sinless. Isn't that just even a relief and just an amount of freedom for us to be able to breathe in? That there is not one person who is totally perfect. There's not one. I don't care what they look like. Including me. Verse 21. Don't eavesdrop on the conversation of others. I think this is a message for somebody. What if the gossip is about you and you would rather not hear it? Then verse 22 of Sethis, he says, you have also done that a few times, haven't you? Said things behind someone's back you wouldn't say to their face. And that is the reality of life. I get so amazed when people are so worked up. Friends quarrel. uh, Relationships break up. They were talking about me. And they said this about me. And I heard they were saying this. And I've heard about this. And I hear they were tweeting about me. And I hear they did. And I hear they put this thing on. And I hear they spoke about. Yeah. You two now list all the times you spoke about others. All the times you gossiped about others. All the times you said bad things about others. You realize that the equation is equal to zero. It is. That thing that you think that you are so good at, you are not. And that thing that you think you are so bad at, you are not. Everybody in life is work in progress. When grace finds you, the work becomes clearer. When grace finds you, you see the hand of God at work. And that is why sometimes when we have become a Christian for a while, we forget that once we were sinners, saved by grace. Once we were down and God lifted us up. Once we were dirty and God washed us. Next time you are gossiping about somebody, talking about somebody, just remember 
next time that you hear that somebody has gossiped about you or they've said something about you, also remember the times that you have gossiped or said something. Listen, church will be so peaceful if we would all appreciate that all of us in the church, we are flawed. We love, we care, but we are flawed. We would love never to make a mistake, but we are flawed. The pastor must appreciate it for the church members. The church members must appreciate it for the pastor. Rise up onto your feet. This also. Yeah. So, how will young people be able to discuss their weaknesses with their parents who are not open to such discussions? How will young people be able, when you say young, what age young? So, like, looking at teenagers to 18 to like 20. Oh, young adults. Young adults, yeah. How will they be able to discuss their weaknesses? Okay. So, Reverend, you say, yeah. Please, let's welcome Reverend. Yeah, you see, um, the question is, how can young people discuss um, relationships with their parents? Their weaknesses. Their general general weaknesses with their parents. The parents are not open to such discussions. The the, the parents are not open to such discussions. So that, if that is your reality, that is your reality. But I also think that if you gain a bit of knowledge, you probably, and you are in a church or you are in an environment where you have mentors that you can't. Listen, the, in the Bible, the Bible explains to us that even though we have one biological father, we don't necessarily have one father. You have, you have not many fathers. Yeah, but you have a number of fathers. So, and everybody adds up to make you whole. Do you understand? <laughs> Yeah. I, I think that the issue is dealing with the weakness. So whether the help will come from your biological parents or your spiritual parents, or do you understand? The only caveat is that please don't take counsel from just anybody. Don't go and share your weakness just anywhere. Do you understand? And I'm saying that including certain levels of authority. Because certain levels of authority will take you straight into the bush. So that's why even when people need counsel, I try and encourage them that even if you have to go and see a counselor, find out if they have a godly, you understand, a Christian counselor within the council or whatever. Because otherwise you'll be surprised. They'll tell you that, express your feelings. (laughs) Okay. How do you convince your parents who who only want you to marry from your tribe? How do, you, how do you convince your parents? Say, for instance, you want to marry, you are Chinese and you, Chinese might, and want, you want to, to marry Indian. an Indian person. Mm. And your parents are not uh, in favor. In favor. Or oh, they say no. The, when they say no, the modern day 
person will say, I don't care whether you say, no, this is the one I want, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. But you see, you can get your parents to do anything and everything for you. It takes wisdom. You've got to use wisdom, not your own will. And do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? You, and sometimes, out of their ignorance, uh, somebody was saying that um, somebody brought uh, a, man. a man from another a tribe that the father had his first girlfriend <laughs> that, was, that broke his heart from that tribe. <laughs> and and uh, the, the father said, No, I don't want any person from this tribe. But the father could not explain to the daughter why, why, why he not from that tribe. I also think that before you even get into a relationship, you already know some of these things about your home. Do you understand? There would have been conversations thrown out there. That's for me. I don't want any. They say, I don't want. You would have had some level of conversation in the house. So what you have to do is that if you have met somebody that you know is a good person, is a Christian, will make a good husband and all that, you have to, before you go introduce the person on a marital level, you have to sort of introduce the person within a group of people. Do you understand what I'm saying? So your group of friends who come home must include that person. <laughs> and, and, and then you have to highlight all the person's strengths in the process. From the beginning of your... You don't wait till you have taken decision and the person has asked your hand in marriage before now you're going to work your way into your father or your mother's heart. I, I think there are some, some, some uh, families, some parents who are very dictatorial. And it doesn't matter even if you bring an angel. So long as it's not them who chose, they'll have a problem. Is there some, some parents like that that you know? They are not in this room. You, you know some parents like that. They, they don't, it doesn't matter. They will have something to say about it. So it all takes wisdom. Really, it takes wisdom. Like she's saying, you know, you introduce the issue, you know, it's like trying to swim. You put your foot you in test the, the water, water with your left water, leg. You know, gradually test. Sometimes you need to get uncles involved sometimes you need to get relatives that your parents respect and you know you know, to help but you don't don't fight and, and don't start. make those statements i don't care what you say i'm going to marry you in care case whether your father and mother are fools or not they have a covering over you yes and where anna is due anna must be given do you understand but you also know that this is the person and you know that the person is good and they are not seeing it so the work is to find help to help them see it and to help them appreciate it. Because do you know that when they get to meet him and maybe when you marry and life is good, you will hear one day, you hear that you will be shocked. Oh, as for our in-law, he's the best, 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 best. There's no one like him. Do you understand? But they would have fought. In fact, somebody's introduced her, her somebody who had asked for a hand in marriage to her father and her father asked, has the man slept with you? And she said, no. No, when we married before. And yeah, father was marry like, her father was like, no, 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 no. You are not sure. You don't know what. No, 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 no. If it hasn't been tested, no, no, no. No, there must be something wrong with him. Yeah. And so the father was fighting that he won't let him marry. But today, the father announces the husband everywhere he goes. Oh, that is my in-law. <laughs> you know, so okay. you have to. Quickly, let's run through a couple. Yeah. How will couples avoid the influence of third persons in their marriage? 
how would couples, couples avoid the influence avoid. of third person? It depends on, on who the third person is and how influential their voice is. Mm-hmm. So if the person, say for instance, your friend, how many have had a uh, relationship with people and your friends laughed at that person? But when you left the person, your friend went for the person. <laughs> you know, so it depends on the person who is, who is trying to influence negatively. If the person is, say, for instance, your, your auntie or somebody you respect, then you have to find out. There are motives. Everything has a motive. So find out what the motives are. And why they are saying what they are saying. Because not all interference is bad. Not all interference is bad. So you have to really find out what, what is it. Underlining. What have they seen? What do they know? Yeah. Okay. yeah. How do you manage the anger issue of your spouse? Listen, if it quacks like a duck, <laughs> if it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, it, it is, is what? It is a duck. <laughs> Never ever... Give, make excuses for anybody, any relationship. You know, I always say that a relationship is like a long interview. How many have gone for an interview before? If you've ever been to an interview, they normally interview about seven, eight people, and then they pick the best one. A relationship is an interview. It is for you to open your eyes to see if the person starts to shout and then after a while apologizes, they have a quick temper. That is, that is who they are. When someone tells you who they are, believe them. Believe them. If they push you or they hold you in a funny way, believe them. <laughs> uh, and, and never be, be afraid to drop a relationship. That's why Pastor Claude was saying that it's always it's a boyfriend you are single until the even until you come to the altar you are still single which means that it is better to leave a relationship than to be divorced it's better to leave an engagement than to be have a family children and then be divorced so all the signs you see when especially abuse all the signs were seen before they got married. It's just that they made excuses. Don't make excuses for the person. And look at the person's history. You see, it's an interview. So check their history. Ask people who know him or her. Look for his ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Ask for people who know them. And, and what and they tell ask. you, believe it. Yeah. I, I think that the issue becomes when you're already married and the person... It has a, 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 a bad temper because when you're already married, then that's where I think that that will be dealt the, with separately. The, yeah, I think that's why I'm saying that. Yeah, when the person is married, and then they are no, have it was it, was it wasn't for single. It was for for single of your spouse. Of your spouse. Yeah. When yes. the person is when you're married. married. Yeah, do you, you understand? Because that one you can't Listen, divorce. Listen, anybody anybody who hates. A spouse does not love themselves. And it's an expression of their insecurity. It's an expression of how they loathe themselves. Are you with me? 
for somebody to touch the spouse, it is their own, they're respecting their own self. And that person needs help even for themselves yeah. before the issue with the relationship. Yeah. So that person needs counseling. So don't shield your spouse who is beating you at home. <laughs> if they are in church, take them to the pastor. Let the pastor call him because that person needs help. Or oh, hey. Or, yeah, I said that person. It doesn't matter whether it's. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. There, there are women that beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. I so think that's. Don't, don't hide it. Get, get them help. I think that's one of the issues. A lot of marriages, we cover because we are embarrassed to say this is going on in the home. We cover a lot of things. Especially when the, the, the man is the one who is being beaten. They don't like to say it. <laughs> Last one. This one, somebody just dropped mine. Said, it's not here anyway. Said, how do you overcome the, the feelings that uh, predate every relationship so that you make a right choice? You know, like when they are about entering, it's like mostly because of the feeling, the aura that comes, that makes them make But we know the feelings are flawed. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let me answer the question this way. Never ever eat when you're hungry. Never ever. How many have fasted before? And just before, at the time you are going to break the fast, any food that you are given is nice. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes you are, you've been lonely. You feel, you know, all your friends are married. You are feeling under pressure. You're hungry. That's not the time to eat. Never ever pick anybody under duress. Never ever feel under pressure to go with somebody. It's better to be single till you are 45 than to rush into marriage to come out. I also, th- I, also think, I also think that when you are going into a relationship that is going to lead to marriage, get counsel. Like Reverend said, because of the feeling factor. Because as for the feeling, it's what made you see the face. Oh, see, but when others who don't have their children and don't have the shakes also look into it, so long as you trust their counsel, do you understand? Because when others can see into it, you get a bit more help. Do you understand? You look, at, you look in the Bible, you realize that in the olden days, a lot of marriages, there were others involved, do you understand, in the putting together of, now people don't see the face. They are Instagramming each other. I, I, think, I, I think what Relentless was telling us, the face that you are seeing is not the real face. It's a makeup face. So the feeling you are having because of the face is flawed. So you need somebody who can see past the makeup. Somebody who is trusted to say, if fine or you know fine. If fine. good or you know good. If good. Do, do, you, do you get it? Because when I'm looking, I'm not looking at the makeup. You are flawed by the makeup, but I'm not. So I'll look at the person and their behavior is not correct, I'll tell you. And and I think that even when the feeling is there, you've been in this church long enough to know that there are certain things you should look out for, certain questions you should ask, certain places you should bring him. When you have met somebody and the person says, oh, ask for your church, I won't come, I won't come there. No, I don't want to see. You say, oh, let's just say hello to my partner. No, 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 I don't want to say hello. And then, oh, when the person says, oh, you see this relationship, we'll start talking about it later. It is not a good thing. Let's keep it on the down low. 
Do you understand? So there are a lot of things other than the feeling that will help you make a good choice. Because as for the feeling, it will go after you have married. How many were? <laughs> so you, you love a certain type of food. And anytime you see the food, you go crazy about it. Or a certain type of smell, perfume. And then after a while, that perfume doesn't flow to your boat anymore. Has it happened to you before? It means feelings cannot be trusted. So never ever trust your feelings. I don't care how deep they are. They change as the... the, the, the What you are feeling is lust. It's not love. Love is the mind. decision. Mind must be part of it. Lust is just flesh. Love, you think about it, you talk about it, you discuss it, you get help about it, you you understand, and you build it. Last is instantaneous. <laughs> and as fast as it comes. I think I want to give somebody, at, uh, anybody who wants to ask a question, one last person. Not Pastor Sam, anybody who feels. Come okay. for the mic and ask a question. You're shy. That's why they write. That's why they write it. Okay, Pastor Sam, maybe go around, let them whisper to you, then you ask. <laughs> oh, they've already come to whisper to you. Raise your hand. You come to you, then you, t- you tell him the question you ask. Prince Kevin is like, what? No, he wants to ask a question. Uh, oh, okay. Ask, ask. Oh, behind. Uh, they, they are debating. Don't come and see me after church. I no. won't answer. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, somebody wants to find out, can a single person adopt a child? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, and, and, and this goes for married people. You know, there's this spooky thing that if you're married and you're not having children, you can't adopt. Otherwise, it means you don't have faith or some nonsense like that. It's not true. Do you understand? Those children, it is our responsibility. Yeah, you can even have children and still adopt. If you don't have children, you can. If you have children, but they are there for us. I just said earlier on that it takes a village to raise a child. Yes. So you are being a part of the village yeah. to help raise somebody as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely. Yes. Um, get a microphone for Elena. Pastor Sam. He's getting questions. No, no, talk. Give, give, her, give her the microphone. Give, give, give her the microphone you have. Somebody got a microphone. So, <laughs> somebody it, is asking that, you know, if you are in a church and you are not married, but you are in a relationship with another lady or guy in the church, mm. and the church, all the church, everybody in the church seems to know that this relationship is going on, mm. and you want to end such a relationship, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Prince. You, you, you do it, listen, you do it like the way you, you started a relationship. <laughs> And it's not an issue. Listen, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Listen, if if that that is what happens, sometimes when the relationship is known by everybody in the church, and it's like the relationship doesn't work, then people feel pressure to stay pressure to stay on and pressure to pretend. No, it has ended. It didn't work. It's an interview. When you go for an interview and you don't get a job, <laughs> you don't move get on. Job. You didn't get a job. I think or you didn't like the job. The part so that the person is interested, everybody knows. It's not. Like it doesn't this. matter. 
It doesn't matter. That is one of the things you, we, we, we struggle as human beings. We are so conscious of what everybody else yeah, It doesn't matter. They know so what. And we take our decisions based on how everybody else is going to see it. You move on. You bring new Mr. Right. You say, hello, <laughs> this is my new Mr. Right. But if I were Mr. Right, I'll ask what happened to uh, Mr. Wrong. Mr. Former Right. <laughs> But but yes, you see, when it's a mistake, it's a mistake. If it's a wrong relationship, it's a wrong relationship. But also, don't be hopping from one relationship to another. Mm. Relent. You said in a marriage, divorce is never an option. But what if there is um, a situation of infidelity? How do the couple and how does the couple manage that in that instance? I never said that divorce is not an option. If, say for instance, the Bible only gives that um, avenue. If there's uh, adultery or infidelity yeah. and you have the choice to forgive or divorce. But if the person is abusive and is killing you, I say, run, baby, run. I will come and pack your things. I will come and pack your things for you. Yeah. I mean, I think that divorce is thrown around so much, but really, divorce is not the beginning. Do you understand? It's not the first. The last You're having quarrel, then you say, I'll divorce you. You're having that, I'll do you. Okay. But it's like, go through counseling and then take it from there. Because some relationships can be restored. Okay. Life to you from two people. So one, one is if you are, you are in a relationship, you, you have your own flat, your partner too has their own flat. You are not married, uh-huh. but can you visit any time and try to spend the night? I, I, I think the safest, the safest thing... Can I get behind the, micro, uh, the keyboard? Because this the the safest thing to do is how you relate with any of your other friends, the guys, must be the same way you relate with the person. Especially when it comes to uh, staying past a certain time of the day, and you know a certain, you know what I mean. Because I, I, I will say, I will say to the person, I don't trust me, not you. So when I'm coming to visit you at a certain time of day, I'll come with my friend. It's, it has nothing to do with you, but it's me. I don't trust what I may do. An atmosphere has been created. You understand? Because the Bible says that nobody takes coal of fire into their bosom and they are not bent. The reason why you like him is because he floats your boat. You, you understand? So when you stay, oh, you know, especially that you are cuddling each other, watching movie, one thing leads to the other. And so I'm r- saying to r- all of you as a church, I've said it to my chapel, don't heat the oven if you are not ready to bake a cake. If you are not baking, the oven should not be on. Otherwise, when it heats up, something will burn. Mm. 